Hello and welcome. This is your host, Nick, and thanks for joining us today. The mission of our podcast is going to be simple. We're going to explore, analyze, and dive into exactly how to be the best at selling homes. and teams are scaling growth is always changing and since this process is constantly evolving so will our discussions from week in and week out our first ever episode today we're going to talk with chung about the role of a modern inside sales agent where in the sales funnel does this inside sales agent fit in how does that streamline with an agent or a team of agents and then some common tips and tactics that we hear from our ISAs that could potentially help an agent or a team of agents sell some more homes. I do hope you enjoy. First, we're going to talk upon uh, really how important is that first contact and touch the ISA makes um, is really something that we came up with together as a topic to, uh, that we felt is really going to be something important and that people would really uh, find valuable as information here. So, Dig a little deeper for me, Chung. How important is that first impression these ISAs are making uh, when it comes to talking to these leads? Yeah, so uh, that's a great question. The first contact is very important because that's their first experience with your company. So having a first good impression is definitely vital. Um, but also beyond that, being able to respond in a very timely manner is crucial because um, in the advertising space, there's so many agents out there all vying for the same leads. <clears throat> And a lot of times these uh, Zillow leads, the, the leads would have contacted multiple agents. So if you're late to the punch, a lot of times you won't even be able to um, get to them. They'll already be working with the agent by the time you get to them. I mean, we know just from our own personal experiences, when you go to a restaurant and, you you know, if you see the hostess has a snarl on her face, you know, that, that, that could potentially ruin your entire dining experience. So that first impression really is... Uh, it really is huge. It comes it comes into play in so many aspects of life. And this one, this situation is no different. Uh, these, it seems like these ISAs really have to be um, just kind of the face of the face of the company or the face of the transaction at that point. Right, and also some other lead sources like Realtor.com. Whenever uh, a lead submits an inquiry, sometimes they'll ping multiple agents at the same time so it's really a jump ball within the agent so if you are once again late to reach out to the lead many times if you're even a couple minutes late they would answer and say oh we already spoke with the agent they're already helping us see the home uh we don't need your help anymore oh, i see so yeah it makes the isa having them around that much more valuable obviously uh having someone readily available to to be there to answer that call beat the other the other agents to the punch absolutely Awesome, awesome. I mean, I, I know that that uh, role and the personality is, you know, having that first impression is very important, um, you know, when it comes to setting the tone for the rest of, you know, the sales. What, what is the role that they necessarily play, you know, for the agents, you know, when that lead comes in, kind of where do they play, you know, where do they fit in the pipeline here on the sales pipeline? So as I say, we're really pretty much working the top of the funnel, right? So we want the agents to be spending their time on what they can create the most value for, which is showing homes and writing contracts. So for us, since a lot of these lead sources generate a ton of leads, we um, are kind of like a filtering source. We'll call them back as soon as possible. We'll do some light qualification, 
And once we are able to deem them a qualified lead, then we're going to hand off the lead to the agent based off of the team's distribution rules. Um, so this really allows us to um, maximize what we're good at and also save the time of the agent to have them really focus on nurturing the clients, showing homes, and writing contracts as well. Um, I was going to say that. Right. Another point is that a lot of times these leads also wouldn't pick up our call or text or email uh, on the first try because, you know, most people don't answer unknown numbers. So what's also vital is within the first 72 hours that you continue to make multiple touches and try to reach out to the lead. And many times you see that on like the second or third day, we'll finally are able to reach the lead and then pass them on. Um, but if an agent was supposed to do all of that in addition to all the work they do, um, they're going to be stretched really thin and it's going to be hard for them to grow beyond that. So that's a great point. You bring that up. I'm glad you said that. Do you find that with some teams where agents just do tend to focus on, you know, their, their, their warm, I guess, leads where they have people that they're showing homes to and uh, those ones that don't pick up on the first call, do you find those leads, you know, I guess falling through the cracks sometimes, for lack of better words? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it differs from team to team depending on their volume, but absolutely. If, um, you know, a t uh, an agent is busy showing a home and really nurturing and working a hot lead, a lot of other leads kind of fall to the wayside. So it's definitely really vital to have someone there to um, continue to nurture these leads and track the progress as it kind of goes on. Especially, you know, we understand that the sales cycle can be anywhere from three months to two years. So having that ISA continue to help track and keep those leads warm and then continuing to follow up with agents is a big part of um, helping them close more homes. Seems like a, a conversation you and I can definitely have at a later point. I'm sure you have a ton of info you could share uh, when it comes to, to, to long-term follow-up and how to keep those leads from falling between the cracks. So uh, that's definitely something that we're going to have to talk about in uh, the coming sessions here. I look forward to it. Uh, to get back on track here a little bit about these these ISAs, and uh, you, you mentioned something about kind of qualifying uh, or, or through, through questions and, and when they talk to the lead. Can you get a little bit more into that? Uh, when it comes to you know qualifying the lead, how does that process work? Is uh, is the ISA asking direct questions of the lead when it comes in? Can you can you touch on that a little bit more? Sure. Um, this one definitely uh, differs from team to team and region by region because depending on their area, some teams may get a ton of rental leads. Uh, some other teams they get a lot of foreclosure leads. Um, in areas that are a higher price point and there are not that much inventory, you're going to get a lot of um, just random leads of people getting money information. So depending on the team itself, but we pretty much follow a pretty uh, standard routine. We want to, whenever we outbound call or inbound call receive, introduce ourselves, our team, and then also refer back to their inquiry source, whether it's Zillow, Realtor.com, and then the property address. Um, but be beyond that, we really want to have open-ended questions and allow the lead to talk and divulge as much or as little as they want to um, and try to keep the conversation really short because as an ISA, our job is to obtain the most important pieces of information, but then anything after that, we want the agent to kind of build upon that. So one of the main issues we have seen with um, you know, typical ISA or uh, people answering the phones for the agents is that they would have a very long conversation, sometimes 10 to 15 minutes, asking them a bunch of rapid-fire questions. Mm -hmm. And then when they do head it off to the agent, they're going to have to have the same conversation over again. So a lot of times it's redundant. The agents don't want to do that. The leads don't want to do that. 
So what we have found to be uh, really effective is that we introduce ourselves, we will ask them which property that they're interested in, and then from there we will tell them that we are going to look up the property to get more information, but while we're doing that, ask them an open-ended question. And typically what we use and what we ask is, you know, while I'm looking up this property, can you tell me a little bit more about what you're currently looking for and where you're at in the buying process? I see. And so that kind of obviously would allow them to give you information as to maybe like what, how far they're looking to move or how far out they are or maybe where they're living currently and what their situation is, which obviously gives you a lot more vital information that you guys can pass along to the agents. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that sounds really good. It's, it definitely sounds like um, a, a clever way to get some information without being um, too robotic. And I think it all goes back, like you said, to the first impression, right? You don't want to uh, be bombarding them with questions, uh, especially if those same questions are also going to be asked uh, of the agent in, in a later phone call. So uh, I like the style here that, that you guys use. It seems like it uh, is very um, buyer or seller friendly. Right. And then that question really allows you to kind of get a, a sense of the, the lead as well. Some leads are very talkative and they'll tell you your whole, their whole life story to the point where you have to almost cut them off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some leads will be like one or two word answers or even ask you, ask you, what are you talking about? What do you mean by mm -hmm. that? I just want some more information about the house. And it's totally fine. So we, we basically try to just extract the two main pieces of information that most teams want to know. Uh, number one is, are they working with an agent? Right. And if they are working with an agent, we definitely want to see if they are contracted or committed with an agent. Um, some teams would still try to work to convert that. Some teams would pass on those leads. Um, and then also the second one, some leads would like to know if they are pre-approved. Right. So if they've gone through the pre-approval pre process and they have that letter, then they know that they're a more serious buyer as well. So after asking that open-ended question, if they don't divulge those information, we'll ask that you know pointed question. Yeah. And then from there, we will really uh, try to push for a, a showing or a face-to-face -face meeting because uh, we found that that's one of the key metrics to kind of successfully moving the lead down the pipeline, which all the way to closing. So we always try to push for uh, a showing for the property or if the property is not available for them to, um, to talk to the agent immediately so that they can meet up and go over a little bit more information about our company and also um, some comparable properties in the area. I like it. I like it. It's really uh, seems like it's a, a well-oiled machine here as um, you guys move your leads through the pipeline and get them to that face-to-face that -face, uh, stage that, that the agent will execute for you. Now, being an ISA, you know, you, you are that first person. Uh, the leads come directly to you. I would imagine that you get your fair share of um, crazy garbage type leads. I, I, that, that must save you know, an agent or a team, a ton of time. Does that happen when, when you're, when you're ISA? Oh yeah. Like that comes with a job. We get all kinds of inquiries that's outside the bounds of people who are looking to buy or sell a home. We get a lot of rental inquiries. We have people who are calling complaining that, uh, Zillow has their property, uh, information on the site and they want to take it down. Um, and just the whole spectrum. So yes, we definitely filter through a lot of garbage. Otherwise that the agents would have to, do um, themselves and also, you know, chase down and qualify. So I, I definitely see that uh, this is a huge time saver and a, a big efficient uh, move for the agents to be able to do more of the important work that they do on the back end. Sounds like it, yeah, allows them to uh, really hone in on, on, on the 
on the leads that matter and um, allows the ISA to to fill in the beginning of the pipeline, like you said. Now, after talking to thousands and thousands and thousands of leads on the phone, you must have some common kind of, you know, phrases or needs and wants that you hear when you talk to them. Is there anything that you could share with our listeners here that, you know, you'd find valuable that, that, that you know, what, what is the most common thing that you hear when you're on the phone with someone who's looking to talk to an agent or ready to see a home? What's, what's one of their most pressing concerns at, at that time? Uh, that's a great question. I think urgency is probably what they want most because, I mean, if you put yourself in the buyer's shoe, um, buying a home is a big deal. They're all excited. They want to see the home. They want more information. They really want an agent, a team to be excited with them, right? So if you are late to responding to them, if you don't uh, follow up when you say you do, uh, it's very, very easy for them to, to lose, uh, you know, confidence in your team Mm -hmm. so for us we definitely try to respond as quickly as possible a lot of times we'll we'll get a response like oh my gosh like i just submitted that offer like a minute ago you guys are fast so we're always happy to hear that Uh, but beyond that after we qualify them we uh try to have the agent call them back within five to ten minutes so we do that either via um, a round robin texting the agents to see who is available or via jump ball Uh, but then having the agent kind of uh, pass the baton to them to be able to uh, talk to the lead, continue to get them excited, uh, show them the property as soon as possible, and then continue to follow up and nurture them all the way until they write that escrow. It's kind of like you get some momentum ready, you want to just keep it going and, and keep the ball rolling um, you know, as soon as it comes to you and, and kind of carry on and build on that is what it sounds like. Right. Awesome, awesome. I really appreciate the uh, the time here. Let's just go through a quick run through of the information we talked about today. I mean, you shared so much in such a short info that uh, it's really valuable information, and I want to make sure I didn't miss any of it. Uh, you know, we talked about at the beginning how important that first touch was, and you kind of really touched on the importance of being that first person and being there not only to respond, uh, but to be there in a timely fashion and respond quickly, as you may also have competition uh, racing you to that phone call. Uh, that 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 filling up the, the beginning of the pipeline is really the the role we're playing here for these teams and these ISAs are playing and it seems like it's something that uh, is is huge. It allows the rest of the team to focus on leads further down the line and uh, really hone in on where they're at in the process. So, um, just want to thank you again, Chung, for your time. Uh, this was a great conversation that we had, and uh, I look forward to extracting more info from you that we can share with our listeners and the community out there uh, to hopefully provide them with uh, some everyday knowledge that they can use it with their teams. So thanks again, Chung, and we'll connect again soon. Sure. Thank you. you got Thanks again for listening. Follow us online for more tips, tricks, and inside information as to what the top agents in this country are doing to sell more homes. You can find us at www.realestateexcel.com. Realestateaccel.com. Realestateaccel.com or find us on Facebook. Thanks and see you next time.